Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we're going to be previewing day four, the final day of the Cheltenham Festival and once again I'm joined by Mark Krosky and Paul Callahan. We've already done the introductions from day three so let's get straight into it then. The first race we're going to be looking at is the 130, it's the Triumph Hurdle. It's a great one contest and Paul can have first dib on this one. Uh, Vorban and Pi Piper head the market, they've met each other before. But will Vorban be able to reverse the form um, from their initial meeting? Do you think uh, Vorban is the one to be on, Paul? Or do you, or do you like Pi Piper or indeed something else? You know, there's some others running at big prices. At the prices, I'm going to stick with Pi Piper to confirm his superiority over Vorban. Vorban, I thought, looked an absolute monster last time out at the Dublin Racing Festival. But Pi Piper is a perfect two from two. He went on after he got the better of Vauban on hurdle debut punch. Just how he won over course and distance at Cheltenham for a trial in a trial race for the Triumph, and just at the prices, he's he's a bit more of a worker man's price by Piper, so that kind of sways it for me. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you there. I I had a stat the other day: Willie Mullins is two from fifty-six with juveniles at the Cheltenham Festival, and Vauban was a rush horse to get here as well. They they wanted to save him for next year, so. That would just be a slight concern at the back of my mind. And out of the two, I'm probably just in Piper's camp. I thought Knight's Luke could run a big race. Uh, he never runs a bad race. Um, he, he always saves a bit for himself, but I thought he was overpriced. Yeah. But the one horse, going back to actually Willie Mullins, I thought was interesting, was Ile Tom. He was having his first start for Willie Mullins. He was sent off 40-1. to 1. He was a real eye-catcher. He absolutely flew home coming out the back of the telly. And I just thought if they did go a little bit hard out in front, he might be able to pounce late and maybe um, nick a place. But I do think he probably could be the money horse on the day. It'd be interesting to see uh, how it all plays out. But who was your fancy in the triumph, Mark? I think the betting's wrong here. I think Vauban's too short. I'd, I'd have Pied Piper closer in the bang. Um, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if Pied Piper goes off favour on debut. I think uh, it beat the Willie Mullins Vauban fair and square. Um, when he did oppose on debut, I mean, I think it won quite closely. Obviously, he's proven that it handles Cheltenham absolutely hacked up uh, next time out. Again, I agree with what you're, you're saying with William Mullins. Other runner, um, Colette Tomps, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really think the objective was to to win that day. I'm trying to be diplomatic here, but it's definitely going to be trying to win um, at Cheltenham next week. Um, well found in the market, though, around 10 to 1. One I thought was quite interesting at a price was that Dr. Parnassus for, for Dan Skellens absolutely hacked up. Um, I'm not sure how good the form is, um, but 14 at 1, again, if they go oh, really, really fast up front, this one, could he be cruising coming around? You know, Skellen likes to come have one on the snaff. Uh, 14 at 1, I wouldn't put anyone off that. But, you know, the more I look at Vuban, like even with the stats as well, we said earlier, he, he looks away from me at 7 or 4. And if he goes off around 2.3, maybe 11, 8, 5 to 4. You've got to be laying them. 4 or 5 to field to be value here, surely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's, I think there's a few other horses away from the main two that uh, aren't completely out of this, even though the market does suggest that it looks to be a, a two-horse race. Dr. Parnassus, you mentioned uh, him at Taunton winning last time. I can tell you, actually, that form was boosted yesterday. He's hacked up. You know, he's won easy. And, like, like even looking at just now, 8 to 13 the field looks good to me. I think there's 5 or 6 live dangers in here. 8 to 13 looks value. Yeah, I agree. And just actually going back to Dr. Parnassus, um, he actually won last time over two and a half miles. And we've often seen that horses that have uh, 
stamina tend to come to the fore in the triumph. So that 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 would be good to know that he does stay a little bit further. You know, so as well, like we had a we had a horse dance challenge running out last time I was on the podcast, and um, it was about twenty pound inferior. Um, who was on the handicap? He actually ran, ran a good race. So Dan Skillen, what I'm trying to say here, if he fancies one, he'll chuck it in there. He's not, you know, even to protect the handicap mark. This wouldn't be entered if he doesn't fancy it. No, no I, I agree with you. And, and a few shrewd judges have have put him up. So, yeah, he, 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 he might be able to run a big race on the day. But I think the message you can gather, we're not keen on Boerban and we'd rather... Well, Callahan's loading up Betfair right now. I can see the reflection on the screen. He's, he's, he's laying Boerban in the place market right now. I can't lay a two in one show. A two shows, sorry. Jeez. We don't want him to get addicted. But anyway, keeping you guys in check, we all agree that Pied Piper is our selection out of the main principles, but also as well, we are keen on a couple of the other uh, bigger price runners. So uh, that's our thoughts on the Triumph. We then move to the next race we're going to look at. It's the 250 at Cheltenham. It's the Albert Bartlett, Norwich's Hurdle, Grade 1, now, I was a bit gutted earlier in the week. I really like the chances of Manella Kruner, but unfortunately, he's not going to be running here. So we've got Ginto and Hillcrest looking like the main market principles. Ginto has been backed into favouritism on what I'm currently looking at. He's 9-4. to four. Hillcrest is 3-1. to one. And then we've got Manila Kakuna, a journey with me. They're on about 6-7-1. to one. Mark Shan Truce is 7-1. Uh, Town. I know some people like him. He's 8-1. to one. Staghorn, a horse I've got a lot of time for. It was at 12-1. to one. And bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here, Mark. Who do you like in the Albert Bartlett? Keen on a Henry de Bromhead's journey with me. Um, very, very impressive. Uh, two runs, uh, especially the, the run last time at NAS. Absolutely hacked up uh, behind choice of words. And then obviously the horse that you like, Manila Kruner, uh, put that one away quite well. Even when I made a mistake as well, ran on strongly. I think 6-1 to one looks a cracking each way bet for me. Um, and if Manila Kruner isn't going to run, um, what price is Journey With Me going to go off in the day? Because easy to see that one going off around 4-1, to 3-1. I think Journey With Me looks a good bet. The only thing I would say, Mark, is he might be going to the Ballymore. Um, well, if he goes to Ballymore, bet him as well. Yeah, I think he's. A, I think he's a good horse. He's one of one of Henry's better horses. Okay, interesting thoughts there from Mark. So, Paul, who did you like in the Albert Bartlett? I don't like Chris. I absolutely love Hillcrest. Um, back to you know we that. Speed bump at Cheltenham two starts to go back on track and hate up last time out. He's four from five over hurdles and Henry Daly he's, he's you know he's given him plenty of time. It's great former boss. It's great to see him with a with a horse back in the back in the big time. I know he's kind of always a mighty man and what have you, but he's just tipped away quietly since then. And yeah, I'd love to see Hillcrest collect for for all the team at Downton Hall. One that I've mentioned up at a price that I quite like if he runs in this one is the is bow to greatness. I quite liked him when he, he won I've seen him win at Leicester last time out. And I thought he, he looked quite smart and he just might outrun his odds if he lands up here. He's around about the fifty to one mark. But I do think I know Ginto's good. won the Lawlers in Ace last time out, but I think if Hillcrest is on song here and gets a good clear run, I think they'll all have to go and catch him. Okay, positive thoughts there on Hillcrest from Paul. Okay, the next race we're going to look at is the big one of the week. It's the Boodles Cheltenham Gold Cup, Grade 1. 
And boy, this looks wide open. We've got a Plutar and Galvin heading the market. They're around about seven to two, the pair. We've then got Manala Endo, who looks to retain his crown at five to one. We've got Protectorat, who's the unknown, at eight to one. Album Floto, probably his best days are behind him now. He's currently 10 to one. And Tornado Flyer, the King George winner, he's 12 to one. Chantry House 16s, Royal Pagals at 12s, and bigger are the rest. Okay, Paul, you can have first say on this one. I thought this looked a very hard race to solve. Many in here, I'd say, have uh, cases, but who did you like? I think Galvin. I don't know if it is. Is, is it that hard? I don't know. I think it's Galvin. I thought it's a horse that I followed since he won the showcase meeting back in 2020 under Robbie Power. I know Robbie was, was quite taken with him. On that occasion, he's answered every call today. He followed Froden home at the, the begin, beginning of this season at Down Royal. He beat a Plutar last time out in the Sabbath's chase when he got his run checked just upon entering the home straight, which wouldn't have done him any favours. And on the on the flip side of that for Plutar, I think if Rachel got another run at the Sabbath's chase, he might have just delayed a run a half a furlong or so. I thought she made up a lot of ground in a short space upon leaving the back straight. But I still think, well... Slightly biased blinkers on here, but I still think the best horse won of the day. So that nearly goes far to say Galvin's my banker on Friday. Mm, solid opinion there from um, from Paul on Galvin. I have to agree with you that I think he's really hard to knock, but I don't know. I just feel like something maybe at a bigger price might be able to upset the apple cart, but I find it really hard to see him finishing out of the first three. But yeah, interesting words there from Paul about Galvin. Uh, are you in agreement, Mark, with Galvin, or did you like something else? I think he's, he's quite well found in the market. He's not one that I'd want to be taking on. Definitely see him there jumping the last, being two out. I'm not, what do you boys think of the uh, the King George form with Tornado Flyer? I think it's questionable. Or... You'd like to see him do it again, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's my only concern. Um, but then if you if you look back at the form, he's got the likes of plus-starred men in behind. So he's been running in top races, but that was sort of... I mean, I think he'd, he'd done it well. It didn't look like a fluke to me. He's absolutely hacked up. I think he's, he's quite well found in the market. He's, well, he's about 14 to 1. Do you know, I, I can see that old dog, Santini, in this market. 50, surely not. No way. But one at a big price, lost in translation. Could you see him bouncing? But he's 100 to 1. Could you bet him in the, the additional place markets? I write as well. I mean, that one's 66 to 1. I think that one's overpriced as well. I think there's value to be had. Back Maybe back in a few outsiders here. I need to maybe nick a place and potentially have it. To me, this looks like it's got a boil over written, written all over it. Yeah, that's that's the the thing I keep coming back to. Just one or two. I, I, I'm not keen, the one I'm not keen on is the Plutard. I just think in a finish he doesn't find. I, I think he's quite a weak finisher. And uh, Calvados as well. So Calvados got great form around Cheltenham. He's a hundred poke. Yeah, I, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he is going to go here. That's the only concern. There's a couple of these that probably won't run. I know I write is definitely coming here. Santini is uh, the the one I would maybe give a slight minute. Uh, probably my pin would land on is Protectorat. He's just the younger horse. He really did relish the step up and trip last time out. Okay, he beat Native River, but he couldn't have done any more. He beat Sam Brown. He's got that progressive profile. So is. Galvin, he's having his first taste. That is normally the way to go in. Going for repeat winners hasn't always um, re- rewarded you if you've gone that route in the past. So, yeah. Let me think of the Royal Pagal form here, Chris, behind one of your favourites, Eldorado Alain Tizzards. Think, think Royal Pagal could improve. Step it, up and trip again. It was a good run. 
And he did have excuses last year, but I just don't think Cheltenham ultimately is his course. Um, Especially as Haydock. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think he's more effective at Haydock. I don't think he just... Yeah, I don't think he just is the X factor at, at this level. I think he just lacks it. I think he's a he's a decent as as I suppose Robbie Power described him. He's a real top class handicapper, but just would struggle at this this level. Yeah, I think he's probably what you call a solid grade two horse. It probably yeah. just not not quite up for for the grade one. Okay, if so if Gordon gets off to a really good start, you know Galvin could go off a real silly price. Possibly, I I think Galvin probably got a favourite on the day. Eleven to four, three to one. I, I don't think he'll get shorter than three to one. I, I think th- there'll be people that want to back Manila Lindo. There'll be a Plutard fans. There'll be protect. I think protect track could be the money horse on the day, especially if Skelton have one or two winners early in the week because he does have a good team this year. And I know they quite they're quite keen on the chances of protect track to, to run a big race. I think there's quite a few in here you can make cases for, but I think Paul hit it on the nail on the head there of Galvin, he's just rock solid and he's really hard to keep out of the frame. I think that's the one thing we all agree on. But it's just um, maybe from me and Mark's perspective, what beats him. Um, Do you know, Santini wins us. I'm never appearing on this podcast ever again. I'm done. I was, I'm hoping, done. I was hoping he was going to run in the Ultima. You know, he, he was off a good mark, get a claimer on board. I, I think that would have been more his cup of tea. But fair play, they're running in there. But yeah, I, I don't see him getting involved. But uh, that's our thoughts then on the, the Gold Cup. The the last part of uh, the podcast we're going to be looking at is um is the Mayor's uh the Mayor's Chase, the Paddy Power Mayor's Chase. Ellie May is your current favourite. We then got Mount Ida as well at five to two. Concertista, she might be going to the Mayor's hurdle. She's at four to one. Put the kettle on. She apparently is going to run in the champion chase. Glancing Queen uh, did have a jockey book in, in the plate. Zambella, I think, will line up here. There's a few in here. We don't know where they're all going, but I think the the the, the favourite, Ellie May, we do know she's going to turn up here. Um, I'll come to you first, uh, Paul. Ellie May, do you think uh, she's a rock-solid favourite in this, or do you think maybe Matt Ida could get involved? Well, yeah, she could. I toss. Ellie made very little, only half a length separated the pair in a grade three at Fairy House on New Year's Day. But I think at a bit of a price, if she lines up here, I would take a chance at Jin Online, who won that two runner race, novice chase at the open meeting. She hasn't been seen since then. She's a mare that connections like a lot. There's not many miles on the clock, and she's been kept fresh for this. So she's around about the 10 or 11 to 1 mark. So at a bit of a price, I'd take a chance on Jin Online. Okay, so Paul likes Jin online. And how about you, Mark? Did you have a strong fancy in this one? I agree, agree with Paul Callahan on Jin online. I could easily see Henry de Bromhead having another good chill. He was the leading trainer last year. Um, I think the LMA form, I think Donna had a, she had a chance, just bumped into another one of Willie's on the race last year. Um, I think she looks a worthy favourite here. And she could easily shorten up as well to the likes of Concertiesta go elsewhere. She's probably one I'd want to be opposing as well. So I don't think Cheltenham's her course. And she, uh, she let down a lot of multiples last year when she got cuffed on the line. But I'll be with Elamy. So I need to back a short one, but I think I think she'll get the best of the job done. Okay, short and sweet there from Mark. He likes Ellie May and Paul likes Gin Online. I didn't have a particularly strong fancy. Maybe Zambella. She's a good horse. She has beaten Ellie May at Aintree earlier in the year. But uh, Ellie May might just be a little bit better uh, uh, come Cheltenham so yeah that's our thoughts then on the Paddy Power Mayor's Chase before we sign off uh, we will go through our other fancies 
on the card. Mark, you can have first dibs here. Uh, is there anything else away from the action we were just talking about that you liked? I think in the Hunter Chase, I think you want to be place laying um, Bob and Co. Could you imagine? Mr. Maxwell will be on that one. I'm quite keen on a jet, um, the Robert Willie Kern runner. Um, I've been following this horse for a long time. I think he was, was he not with uh, Jessica Harrington. Almost yeah. all looked like he was going to win a big race. Um, I think he's a real classy sort here. He's 16 to 1, um, and I know Sam will most likely ride him. I think the form looks all right if he'll stay as well. Um, question marks about a few others in here, especially the jockey booking as well, so we can't see who's, who's booked, but Sam's one of the better ones. He will stay the trip. I think 16 to 1's a massive price. He'll probably be an each-way selection for me in this race, um, probably opposing whatever David rides as well in the place market. Mm, interesting thoughts there from Mark. I know he always likes to take some Maxwell. I think Maxwell over fences. I can see your argument. I think he's better over hurdles myself as as a jockey, but he'll be the first to admit he's good for the sport. But yeah, got a job as a politician, Chris Lauder. He might not be the best over the fences. That's all. That's all we're saying. Um, uh, how about you, Paul? Is there anything you liked in any handicaps? Hunter Chase. I looked at the, the county hurdle. I quite like Balco Coastal. I know he's in the. He's in on Saturday. But I thought he had he, he just didn't see out the, the two and a half miles at Cheltenham as well as North Lodge. He dropped back to two miles with Seuss. At the moment, he's at a rate of one three four. At the moment, he's a handy weight of 10 stone 8. He's a hold-up horse. There's going to be plenty of pace on. I think if Saturday's race to Sandown doesn't leave its mark, I think Balco Coastal. In the county hurdle, I also give a mention to the Lorna Ferler Trail trains, Colonel Mustard, who was third behind Sir Gerhard in a grade one at the Dublin Racing Festival, is set to carry 11 stone off handicap marker 140. Lorna is, she was a former decent amateur in the north of England. She's, of course, Mark Bradburn's sister, um, based over in near the Summerhill Kilcock area here in Ireland. So, Colin Mustard. And there's one I like in the, the Martin Pipe. For each way supporters, I think Say Goodbye might just reward you at around about the 20 to 1 mark. I can see her going off somewhat shorter. Tactics will be interesting. She's a horse as Gordon's runners generally like to be ridden close to the pace. She was held up last time out and she stayed on nicely under Robbie Power to finish second. But she's very consistent. She rarely runs a bad race. And at the minute, I can't believe she's currently around about the 20 to 1 mark for the Martin Pipe. Let's say goodbye. Okay, so therefore, uh, Paul's thoughts away from the main action we just covered on day four. I just got uh, a couple. Um, I like to move it. I think he runs in the county. I think he's got a good chance of his mark. He finished second in the Betfair hurdle. He won here earlier on in the season. I think he's uh, a solid candidate in the county. And the other horse, I'm not sure where he's going to go. He's got entries in the county or the Martin Pipe. That is Annie Harmon asking. He's a horse that, that's got the reputation because he beat Constitution Hill in his point to point. He's been very impressive the last two occasions, winning at Sedgefield and Catterick, but he couldn't have done any more. He absolutely hosed up when he won on the bridle on both occasions. He's got a mark of 137. I think wherever he goes, he's definitely going to be an interesting runner. And if Constitution Hill wins a Supreme early in the week, then I think he'll get a uh, very well found wherever he goes in the market. So that's our thoughts then for day four of the Cheltenham Festival. Once again, um, once again, uh, we uh, like to thank uh, Mark and Paul for coming on the podcast. Hopefully we've found you some winners. Remember to follow us on the socials as well. We're on Twitter at In The Saddle Global and also as well on um, Twitter. So make sure you follow us. Um, I'll, I'll round out. Sorry, I'm going to round that off again. 
So thanks again for Mark and Paul uh, for joining us on the podcast. Hopefully we found you some winners. Remember to follow us on the socials. We're at In The Saddle Pod on Twitter and In The Saddle Global on Instagram. Remember to please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon. (laughs) 